0: Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Tuesday, March 8th. This is The Gateway, I'm Wayne Pratt. A serious health hazard grows in many Midwestern lakes and ponds each summer. Toxic algae blooms, but few states are regularly testing for the toxins.
1: We have to either, you know, increase testing and increase mitigation or just be very accustomed to throwing the dice whenever you get into a body of water.
0: We'll hear about one family's experience with toxic algae in just a few minutes. The race for Illinois governor is heating up. Five Republicans submitted petition signatures to be on the June primary ballot at the start of the filing period, which was yesterday. That includes State Senator Darren Bailey, who is rallying supporters with his goal to, quote, fire Pritzker. People are waking up. The grassroots movement, the people that truly want to restore Illinois have finally seen in us that uh, we have what we need and and the work ethic uh, to take to restore Illinois and, and, and to get this place back in shape. Bailey's campaign recently received a $1 million contribution from businessman Dick Uline. Bailey says while large donations are welcome, he attributes the growing name recognition to grassroots support. One of Bailey's opponents, Richard Irvin, recently received a donation of more than $20 million. Bailey says he's confident he can outperform the money. Even with all that money being pumped into people looking to take his job, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says the history of his party proves to voters he is the right choice. We're sick and tired of Republicans trying to take away the benefits that working families get from having Democratic leadership. We Democrats, we balance the budget, and we have a $1.7 billion surplus which allows us to help working families. Pritzker greeted several Republican candidates yesterday while waiting in line to file his petitions. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page says reproductive and sexual health are priorities for the county. He has signed an executive order to expand those services. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports.
2: Page's order enhances an existing program within the county's health department that about 1,500 people already use each year. It expands training for clinic staff at the county's three community health centers and justice center around patient counseling, racial bias, and contraceptives. Page says the majority of people who use the county's reproductive health services live in high-poverty neighborhoods.
0: Those attacking reproductive rights are really attacking our most vulnerable, making decisions for them instead of providing well-marked avenues to information and to services.
2: Page says a goal of the order is to reduce unintended pregnancies, which he says will improve health in St. Louis County and address racial disparities. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: A southwest Missouri school district is struggling to fill teacher vacancies, so it plans to go to a four-day week in the fall. The Springfield News Leader reports the Marshfield District is among at least nine in Missouri, planning to switch to the shorter week pushing the total number of districts in Missouri using the truncated schedule to a record 128. That's roughly a quarter of the state's school districts. Marshfield Superintendent Mike Henry says the change will mean substantial increases in hourly pay rates. A North St. Louis County Community Sewing Center has opened to help people of color dealing with grief or trauma. So Hope Community Sewing Room allows people to release stress and channel creativity. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports.
2: St. Louis designer Olivia Davis noticed many people were buying sewing machines and other crafts to help relax their minds during the coronavirus pandemic. She teaches classes at Sew Hope and says sewing can be therapeutic for many people. Children and adults can take sewing or quilting classes at the Fluorescent Center. Davis says sewing allows black people to use the sewing machine to create protest art to express their thoughts on racism and inequality sewing is really important for black people especially now because it gives your hands and your mind something to focus on that isn't negative davis hosts the sewing room will inspire younger people to pursue creative careers i'm andrea henderson st louis public radio Thank you for listening to The Gateway. If you enjoy what you hear and want to make sure St. Louis Public Radio can continue to provide excellent local journalism, then do your part during our spring fun drive. Go to stlpr.org and make a donation of any amount. That's stlpr.org. Thank you so much.
0: Midwestern lakes have become a hotbed of toxic algae blooms. The many dead zones typically crop up during warmer months and are largely caused by fertilizer runoff from farms. The blooms can be lethal for animals and cause serious health issues in humans. But as Harvest Public Media's Dana Cronin reports, few Midwestern states regularly test for the toxins.
2: Mandy Miller was excited for her 30th birthday, though it wasn't the trip to France she had originally planned thanks to COVID. She had booked a weekend getaway to Lake Centralia in Illinois with her husband and their two friends.
1: We looked on Airbnb and found this great uh, lake house by, um, this is just beautiful and it was uh, dog friendly, which was a huge plus for us because we always
2: wanna bring our dog. So in September of 2020, Mandy, her husband, and Zeus, their 115-pound golden retriever, loaded into the car and headed out of their home in St. Louis to Lake Centralia. It was an unseasonably warm day, and when they finally arrived, they barely unloaded the car before jumping in the lake. In a video Mandy's husband took from the sandy shore, she stands thigh-deep in the water, Zeus wading toward her.
1: Here,
2: baby bear. That night, Zeus started vomiting. Not terribly uncommon for dogs, but the next morning he got worse. He was largely unresponsive and having constant seizures. Sitting next to her husband, Austin Elkins, Mandy recalls rushing Zeus to the nearest veterinarian, who advised them to take Zeus to a bigger facility further away.
1: And so we load him back into on my beach towel into the truck, and I remember Driving with you there and just asking Zeus to hold on and that we were gonna do everything we could To get him help and when the seizures got progressively worse, uh, I think you and I made eye contact And we started telling him that it was okay that if he had to go that he was loved and that he was a good boy and eventually we just uh, when it became very clear that he had just moments left pulled over and just just held him until he was gone.
2: They were stunned, but having grown up in Nebraska, Austin says he was pretty sure he knew what had happened.
1: I had a suspicion early on that it had something to do with toxic algae because it was something in Nebraska that like, especially in the summertime, lakes were getting closed all the time.
2: Zeus's symptoms were textbook for toxic algae poisoning. And within days, Mandy developed gastrointestinal issues, muscle aches, vomiting, and sores all over her body. When they returned to the lake house, Austin says it looked like someone had spilled neon green paint on the surface of the lake. They called the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency, which tested the water for a toxin called microcystin. The EPA's recreational health guideline for microcystin is eight parts per billion. The test at Lake Centralia came in at 41,000 parts per billion. But they never would have known that before being exposed because Illinois doesn't regularly test for microcystin in all of its recreational lakes. We're not seeing, you know, close to even close to all the the recreational water bodies in the state of Illinois being tested every year. And they're not tested necessarily every week throughout the summer either. Anne Schekinger is with the Environmental Working Group, a research and advocacy nonprofit. She says testing for toxins like microcystin is really spotty across the Midwest, despite the region's propensity for blooms. Blue-green algae needs two things to form, warm temperatures and nutrients, namely phosphorus and nitrogen, which mostly come from fertilizer-laden farm fields. We see algae blooms happening throughout all of the Midwestern states. And it's not a coincidence that these states also are very agriculture heavy states. And yet, states like Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, and Missouri don't regularly test for toxic algae. Sheckinger says that's putting their residents — and animals — at a great health risk. She says more states should look to Nebraska's toxic algae testing program. It turns out a similar situation to Mandy and Austin's prompted that program, according to Mike Archer.
0: In 2004, we had gotten a report from a private uh, residential development that a couple of dogs had been in the water of their lake and had died.
2: Archer, who runs the program, says during the summer months, they test all of Nebraska's main recreational lakes. 53 in total, once a week. They post the results publicly, so residents can make sure it's safe to swim. But Archer says the program is costly. They collect about 1,200 samples per summer, and each sample costs about $20 to analyze. Many states don't have that level of funding available for such a comprehensive testing program. Kim Biggs is with the Illinois EPA.
1: We um, do not receive any general revenue funds from the state of Illinois. So we are reliant on um, grants from uh, the federal government and and other forms of funding.
2: Big says they recently received a federal grant, which will help them create an online dashboard for people to check recent test results before visiting a lake. Until that happens, Mandy says she won't be swimming in any bodies of water in Illinois.
1: We have to either, you know, increase testing and increase mitigation, or just be very accustomed to throwing the dice whenever you get into a body of water. And I know that I'm certainly never going to do that again. After all, she's got
2: a new golden retriever to look after.
1: Midas, no, you know stay, sir, stay, good boy.
2: I'm Dana Cronin, Harvest Public Media.
0: Harvest Public Media covers agriculture in the Midwest. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway.